and welcome to episode zero of the Ubuntu Security Podcast with me, your host, Alex Murray. So, this is a new podcast that I thought I would start uh, as I recently started myself as the Ubuntu Security Tech Lead and I wanted to try and get the word out a bit more about what great work the team has been doing and I guess all the uh, good security support you get uh, with Ubuntu. So, what will we be covering? I guess um, each week I want to try and cover what the latest fixes are that have come your way from the security team, in-depth discussion of the different CVEs and vulnerabilities that we've been addressing, as well as just what kind of stuff has been going on within the team in general. Probably also do some episodes where we talk a bit more in depth about some of the other services that uh, I guess are related to security with Ubuntu, things like uh, the kernel live patching and the extended security maintenance, that kind of stuff. But yeah, for now, I guess we're going to try and keep it simple to start with and see how we go from there. So let's get started. This week in Ubuntu security updates. So I guess the, the big thing that hit this week uh, was called Segment Smack, otherwise given CVE 2018-5390. And what this was is basically taking advantage of the TCP fragment reassembly algorithm within the Linux kernel. And the rough idea here is that an attacker connects to some service on your machine that you've got listening and they've then got a TCP stream that they can play with. And in this case, what uh, they're looking to do is send a whole bunch of very small fragments your way that then the kernel at your side has to then stitch all those fragments back together again before you can go and process them further. Now, the problem here was that the uh, algorithm and in particular the data structure that was used for this within the kernel was pretty inefficient when you had a very large number of small fragments that needed to be reassembled. And so then you would spend a lot of time in that kernel code handler trying to stitch all these fragments back together and essentially cause a denial of service to the machine. And I guess what was more interesting about this was the relatively small number of packets that were needed and the fact that um, it can basically be done for any TCP service. This vulnerability was affecting kernels 4.9 and greater and so we've addressed this for Bionic and Xenial or 18.04 and 16.04 for the hardware enablement kernels. Uh, But I guess the good thing about this is that we haven't seen any exploits in the wild. Uh, The second one I wanted to talk about was some fixes for uh, GNU PG, the GNU Privacy Guard, free PGP implementation for Linux. And in this case, it's uh, an old vulnerability that was previously thought to only affect libgcrypt, which is also uh, from the same developers, but in this case was also found to affect GNU PG. So uh, this is CVE 2017-75-26. So yeah, one from last year. And bit of an odd one how this came out in that uh, it was originally for libgcrypt as I said and that was patched uh, back last year but then we saw um, a bit of a silent release of GNU PG back in June for 1.4.23 that was said to address uh, this CVE as well but interestingly if we go back and actually look at the commits that were in 1.4.23 there was nothing there and it was in fact the previous release 1.4.22 where this was fixed. This is exploiting a cache side channel attack against the RSA implementation. I guess we've seen uh, more and more of these sorts of side channel things. This one is not a speculative execution attack, things like Spectre, but it is another cache side channel attack. So the same kind of vulnerability that's used to actually, I guess, observe things that you wouldn't otherwise see. And in this case, things like key material. So because this affects anything less than 1.4.22, Bionic and uh, the development release Cosmic are not affected, but we've fixed this for Trusty and Xenial. 
And again, there's no known exploits for this in the wild that we're aware of. Um, but again, another one to update on, particularly if you're running one of those older distributions. We've also had go out one of the kernel live patches. So I kind of mentioned that in passing at the start, but the idea here is that we can actually patch your kernel at runtime so that you don't need to reboot to get new uh, security fixes. And I guess, yeah, we'll try to cover that in detail in another episode. But in this case, uh, there's five CVEs that were addressed in this fix. Things like a stack overflow in the SCSI subsystem, uh, we've got a couple of uh, denial of services in both the X4 and the XFS file systems. And one from Jan Horn at Google, uh, who discovered that basically if you've got a set group ID folder or directory, and uh, so basically what that means is that files created in that will automatically be owned by that group. The problem here was that when those files were created, it wasn't checked whether the owner was also a member of that group. So in this case, uh, anyone could create files owned by that owner in that group, and you can essentially use that to elevate your privileges. So that's been fixed. And the last one, of course, is the fix for segment smack itself, which I talked about at the start. So we've released updates for the generic and low latency flavors of the kernel for trusty, xenial, and bionic. So if you haven't already, make sure you enable live patch on your systems. Yeah, get out there and turn it on. And yeah, no need to reboot uh, when you want your security fixes. Some other fixes that we've seen this week are for OpenJDK. We've patched OpenJDK 7 in Trusty and OpenJDK 8 in Xenial to fix the denial of service via excessive memory consumption. We've also patched LXC, the Linux container client. Uh, in this case, it allowed um, opening but not actually reading of arbitrary files. And so while this can't actually be used to, as a, from an attacker point of view to sort of read arbitrary files on, on your machine, it can actually be used to open arbitrary files, which could cause a denial of service, since then you can open files that you're not necessarily allowed to open and exhaust resources of the system. So this was affecting LXC versions greater than 2, so we've patched that for Bionic and as well for the version in the Xenial backports. A couple more fixes we've got, one for libx cursor. This is a bit of a classic off by one error. In this case, uh, there was a string allocated in the handling for um, kind of theme resources. And what was happened is the string when it was allocated did not include the extra byte for the null terminator. So what this meant was then when this uh, value was copied into that string, that uh, we could have arbitrary um, overwrite of one byte on the heap. And so you can do nice things like heap corruption and potentially leverage that for uh, code execution. And this affected libx cursor in Trusty and Xenial, and we've patched both of those. Uh, one more is the LFTP command line, FTP, HTTP, and BitTorrent clients. So in this case, it's for the FTP part of that. And it wasn't properly validating file names from uh, servers when mirroring those files locally. So you could imagine this could be used by a malicious server. And in this case, to do things like remove all the files in your present working directory. So not a great one. Again, we've fixed this for Bionic, Xenial and Trusty and also backported for the precise extended security maintenance as well if you've signed up for that. So all of these fixes, yeah, these actually come straight from the Ubuntu security announced mailing list. So if you want to, uh, to stay up to date with all the latest fixes, please subscribe to that. All right, that sort of takes us to the end of this week in Ubuntu security updates. Next, let's just have a bit of a look around at what else has been going on in Ubuntu security. So a couple of weeks ago, the NCSC, or the National Cyber Security Centre in the UK, published their guidance on securing Ubuntu 18.04 or Bionic 
long-term security release uh, for deployments in particularly remote workers. And so the idea here is that the NCSC, they provide guidance to the public and private sector on information security best practices. And in particular, this forms part of their advice for end-user devices, which are deployed for remote work. But in this case, it applies equally well to home and office as well. And they talk about things like using uh, VPN for connections back to your trusted networks, um, making sure that you enforce a strong password policy, using UEFI Secure Boot, which we do have enabled by default in Ubuntu, uh, making sure you enable the kernel live patching, which I talked about earlier, making sure that you use a, a good firewall configuration via things like UFW, and as well enabling things like the auditing um, subsystem within, within Ubuntu. And so I'll, um, I'll leave a link to this in the show notes as well. So if you're keen to know more about this, you can go and read up on it. The other thing that happened was one of our team members went and presented at DebConf uh, last week. That's Seth Arnold. And uh, he presented about AppArmor 3.0. And so what Seth did here is he gave an overview of what AppArmor is. And I'm going to give a, I guess, a brief recap of his presentation here because I thought uh, it's quite useful. So, uh, yeah, Seth initially started with an overview of AppArmor and a brief history and a walkthrough of its main features. Um, he talked about things like the ongoing efforts to enable AppArmor by default in the next um, Debian stable release, Buster, or version 10. And he also talked about some of the ongoing work that the Ubuntu team have been doing to upstream our latest AppArmor changes uh, back to the upstream Linux kernel. So this includes things like Dbus mediation and Unix sockets mediation as well. Some of this work is still ongoing, but uh, we hope to have that all in by 4.20 kernel version. Seth also talked about some of the future directions for AppArmor, things like policy that is IMA aware. And so the idea that um, your AppArmor policy can work hand in hand with that to provide you with a more trusted um, operating system essentially and this work was contributed by Google and hopefully that will be available soon. Some of the other things that future directions like fine-grained network mediation this is something that's sort of been on the roadmap for quite a long time and has uh, kind of always just fell a bit short for, um, for the deadlines so this is things like port level mediation. At the moment you can use AppArmor to say um, you want to allow say IPv4 or IPv6 networking but you can't say I want it only on you know port 80 or whatever it might be so that's the idea of that some of the other things that are kind of being looked at are things like mediation of shared memory segments interfacing with C groups interfacing with overlay FS and one that's often been requested is user specific policy so something that uh, then Seth went on to demonstrate a new feature of AppArmor is multiple namespace support so the idea here that you can use AppArmor within your preferred container solution, uh, which makes use of namespaces and therefore have policy that is specific only within that namespace. So you could use it with LXD or libvirt or snapd or docker, choose your poison basically, and uh, you can have specific policy inside, And but you can also use AppArmor to constrain what that container itself can do by applying policy to the outside. And so Seth gave a demo of that as well. So yeah, make sure you check out uh, his talk. It's really informative. Yeah, great talk. So the link to that will also be in the show notes. So one other thing I guess I just wanted to, to raise is that the Ubuntu security team are hiring. Uh, we've got an open position for a Ubuntu security engineer. And so if you're uh, 
a software engineer with a few years experience with a keen interest and knowledge of security and you want to contribute to the security of your favorite operating system please make sure you check out the link in the show notes and apply because we would love to have you on board all right that kind of takes us to the end of episode zero if you want to get in contact with the security team you can reach us at security at ubuntu.com or you can reach us in ubuntu harden channel on freenode and you can also get us on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks very much for listening. I just want to say thanks again. It's been a real pleasure doing this and I hope to do it again soon. But until next time, remember, remain calm and enable automated upgrades. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.